0: All right, welcome in to the AI Podcast, week 42, part one. I am Austin Coates, live as always, not in Kansas City, Missouri this week. I am in San Louis, Missouri, uh, for work, joined by my co-host and dear friend, Isaiah Sanders in Nashville, Tennessee. Isaiah, how is things treating you?
1: Uh, things treat me all right. You know, tough, tough loss to the Colts this past week Um, but I'm optimistic going up uh, this week against the Buccaneers somehow, Sunday Night night Football is that right? Yep, you'd be right
0: yeah, so uh, the Chiefs coming off that difficult loss on Sunday to Indianapolis hopefully they got their act together uh, particularly on the special team side of the ball uh, and if Matt Amendola is in a Chiefs uniform on Sunday due to Harrison Bucker's injury, um, I would suggest that the front office of the Kansas City Chiefs literally go to any soccer park in Kansas City and find someone who can kick a field goal. Uh, because I think just about anybody who plays soccer mm-hmm. could hit a 30 yarder. Um, but anyway. Chiefs and Bucks Sunday night football, first Sunday night game of the year for Kansas City. Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth on the call on NBC. Uh, Yeah, so Isaiah, looking at this game, you know, this is not the Tom Brady I think that we are all used to seeing. Uh, I don't know that his skill has really diminished from his – quite frankly one of his best statistical years of his career last year Um, but you can definitely tell the off the field issues have worn him down um, so to speak not sure it's really affected his play on the field but he is dealing with a shortage of personnel at key positions
1: yeah, the offensive line is banged up, and I mean, this week they were right without Mike Evans and without Chris Godwin. Even Chris Godwin was—he got hurt in the middle of the first game. Uh, and so, this, this Buccaneers offense is struggling to start the year. Uh, can you tell me, by the way, what's the most points they've scored in a game this year without cheating?
0: Um, I cannot tell you, but I believe it is going to be nineteen. It is in fact they scored twenty
1: against New Orleans, but even that I think they yeah, had a wow. pick six off of Jameis. So I cheated and I still got it wrong. <laughs> Strong work out of you. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is this is a Buccaneers team that is averaging right now seventeen points per game, but their defense is allowing nine points per game. Uh, so. Again, I feel great about how we can perform against them. This is a team we've seen before. This is not the same offensive line that was in that Super Bowl. Thank goodness. Because, man, that was a just, we were never in that game. Talking about how the Chargers were never in today's game. We were never in that Super Bowl. Um, That was a brutal game. But this is a different Chiefs offensive line, even if we're still struggling to run the ball. We can certainly throw it with Patrick Mahomes, and this is just a banked-up Buccaneers team. Um, they were lucky they were in it today with the Packers. The Packers kind of beat themselves up in this one. They came up with a win, ultimately, after a failed two-point try um, by the Buccaneers, but uh, I really like how the Chiefs match up. Um, Mike, Mike Evans will be tough to cover um, for sure, but with They'll be able to do some too high. We don't have to worry about Dan Sorensen playing the deep half anymore. So I feel a lot more comfortable with Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill back there.
0: Yeah, yeah so I think the Chiefs defense will actually have success in this game uh, based on their play to start the season. Um, Chiefs defense was not necessarily needed in that week one game against the Cardinals. However, they came to play against Justin Herbert. And they came to play against Matt Ryan, uh, really getting to the quarterback. And credit to Spaggs for dialing up the blitzes in the appropriate way. You know, Lajarius Sneed is good for one corner blitz a game, it seems like. And it seems like he gets home when he does. Yep. Got him um, this week. Yeah, definitely. And Nick Bolton as well. Great play as well, uh, coming out of the middle linebacker position. But, you know, Tampa Bay. They do have a good defense. And a lot of the same names that were on that Super Bowl team, like Antoine Winfield, Carlton Davis, who uh, <laughs> Carlton Davis was the guy that gave up like 200 yards to Tyreek Hill in that regular, uh, season, that matchup. regular season matchup. <laughs> um, yeah. Levante David, Shaquille Barrett, Devin White, one of the best linebackers in the league. Um, and then former chief, Raheem Nunez roches and uh, uh, Vitavea as well. Um, so Todd Bowles now the head coach right and they have a dude named Casey Rogers and Larry Foote who are going to be uh, co-defensive coordinator I guess but you know who's really calling the shots there it's Todd Bowles um, and he's known for being a great defensive mind um, and I think that this defense could potentially give the Chiefs a little bit of difficult uh, difficulty here on offense just given what we saw last week against the Colts. I mean, the Colts are what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe the 20th ranked defense, 15 to 20, I would say. Nothing special. Right. Gus Bradley has mm-hmm. been absolutely shredded by Andy Reid offenses in the past. And uh that was not the case on Sunday, so I'm a little concerned for that, you know, going into Sunday's game. But what do you make of the Bucks' performance against Green Bay on Sunday
1: so it's again it's a tough game to judge because the Buccaneers were missing Chris Godwin Mike Evans they had Cole Beasley coming off the street um, to come play in this game and so Julian Edelman's feelings might have gotten a little bit hurt by that uh, he'll be all right <laughs> um, But, I mean, they were able to stay in the game. Their defense kept them in the game against the Packers, which the Packers were having their own offensive struggles to start the year without Devontae Adams. Um, But this is very good run defense. They held the Packers running backs to, like, just under or just over three yards of carry. So, and uh, that's been the one positive about the Packers has been their running game. So the fact they're able to slow that down, but we already know that against this, this Buccaneers defense with a bit of A in the middle and Nunez, Roaches, and those uh, linebackers, Devin White. Um, Their run defense has been a strong point. Where you can get after them is their secondary. Like you talked about, Carlton Dean gave up uh, 200 yards to Tyree Kill in that regular season game. So even with Antoine Winfield Jr. Emerging as a very good safety. He does a lot of things in the box um, as far as making tackles, making plays. He can also run around in coverage. But... We could certainly see Kelsey kind of take advantage of him, I think, this past this upcoming week:
0: For sure. And uh, your thoughts on how long it'll take Tom Brady to call Rob Gronkowski uh, from this point <laughs> moving forward?
1: I mean, I think he's at least sent a couple text messages at this point. We might see a FaceTime if they drop this game to the Chiefs, um, Brady's certainly uh, desperate for help. Um, which is crazy to think with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but again, missing this past game, and even Julio Jones who they brought in. Um, Oh, that's right. So, But, yeah, Buccaneers offense needs something because 19 points a game is not going to get it done, or 17 points a
0: game is what they're at. Certainly not. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs really got to lock down and get to Brady. They got a ragtag offensive line, um, and I really think that the Chiefs can do some damage with what Spags likes to do. So we'll see what happens, you know, and we'll, we'll give you our official prediction here a little later on at the end of this episode. But Isaiah, I did want to discuss a couple of the upcoming games before we get to our survivor picks. Uh, so picks of the week here. So let's start off with an intriguing game on Thursday night football. The Dolphins, who, you know, the only 3-0 and team in the AFC, are headed to the defending AFC champions, Cincinnati Bengals, on Thursday night. Really should be a good game. What do you make of this one?
1: Yeah, it'll be a great game. Um, I was kind of down on the Bengals coming in this year because I didn't think they could keep up that level of offensive production with just throwing go-balls. But I was also down on the Dolphins. I did not think they were going to get off to this hot start. Here they are, 3-0. Um, and Tua, um, he's doing what they ask of him because um, Jalen Waddle's looking like a superstar with him having a 100-yard games back-to-back weeks, almost 200 yards uh, the other week. But, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, I have to take the Dolphins. Um, this team that is beaten, like I... Uh, mentioned they've beaten now the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Bills. So it's not like they're beating up on nobodies. These are three big wins. Um, and their secondary can match up well against the Bengals. And um, they also have a decent pass rush. So I think that'll be tough for Joe Burrow. He takes a ton of sacks as it is. So, with secondary, isn't going to let guys like Jamar Chase go right away or Burrow might have to take an extra step. He's not going to have time to do that. And uh, I think the Dolphins, have, they haven't slowed down yet on offense. I mean, today was basically their worst game offensively, and they still won. So, I like the Dolphins.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think that Miami defense is a little underrated, too. Um but I, I agree here, you know, the Miami Dolphins, I think, I don't know that they're the best team in the AFC, obviously record-wise they are, but um, I definitely think they put themselves in conversation for top three at this point, you'd have to say. Um, so I like the Dolphins going into Cincinnati, and I don't want to write off the Bengals at one and three, but it certainly would be probably worst-case scenario for that team to start the year. So another game here that I was looking at that I think we're going to find out what a team is made of is uh, the Jacksonville Jags, who are 2-1 and one to start the year. Some might argue they could be 3-0 and oh as well. They got beat by the Commanders in Week 1 on a last-second touchdown by uh, Carson Wentz. So they go out to Philadelphia to play the Eagles this week, who are undefeated. And I think this is going to be a good matchup as well.
1: Yeah, this will be a fantastic matchup. Um... Both have pretty strong defenses, it seems. Wouldn't have said that about the Jaguars necessarily coming in, but they've been playing excellent. They do have my pick for the rookie of the year, Devin Lloyd, uh, who has a couple of interceptions already and has, I think, had multiple three-game games with three pass breakups or more. So he's playing very well. Uh, and this is going to come down to quarterback play. You could say that in almost any NFL game. But especially here, with Trevor Lawrence being in his second year, um, he's playing great now under Doug Peterson, just six t- six touchdowns, just to one interception. Whereas he had like, what, 18 interceptions and just 12 touchdowns his rookie year. Um, so he's playing a lot better. Yeah. Um, and then Jalen Hurts is also looking fantastic to start the year. Uh, the Eagles have over 305, just over 300 yards passing per game while still averaging about 50 on the ground. So, um, that addition of AJ Brown's huge for the Eagles. Um, and I think the Eagles just have more talent than this Jags team. So that's what I'm going to go with.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree at all. And just seeing what Devonta Smith did today as well, or rather Sunday, um, you know, Jalen Hurts is much improved from last year. And I expect the Eagles, at this point, you know, until further notice, the NFC East is, belongs to them. So, we'll see what happens, though, moving forward. Uh, of course, as we get deeper into the year, obviously a lot of things can happen. But the final game I wanted to discuss before we get to our survivor picks for the week, Bills at Ravens. I mean... The Bills are coming off a debilitating loss to Miami on the road, and they go straight into one of the most hostile environments to play in Baltimore, who they're playing great uh, to start the season. Even in that game against Miami, where they got beat, they played pretty well. So, this game, I could see it being, you know, high scoring, but the bills have a great defense the ravens have a great defense it could be low scoring who knows who's to say at this point
1: and i would count on this game being a high scoring one i'm going to say the over unders probably in like the 55 range i would think maybe 53 let's see here 53 and a half 53 and a half so vegas is certainly expecting a lot of points and i look for the same here I certainly hope so. Uh, it's a shame this is a noon game because this should be like a this be great Monday night football matchup. Um, two very no, exciting sure. quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, five touchdowns this week. Four touchdowns a week against the Jets. And Josh Allen, over 1,000 yards passing, nine touchdowns. Uh, he's playing fantastic. And so these are two guys that are going to be, you know, MVP front runners at the end of this year. Um, And with the Ravens at home, I think I'll have to go with Baltimore. Uh, Lamar is playing outstanding. Um, He had, what, that 75 – he was the first player to have a 75-plus yard rush and a 75-plus yard passing touchdown in the same game. Good week. Again, five touchdowns this week. And got in a passing room with Mark Andrews. Um, Rashad Bateman is one of the leaders in yards per route run. Um, Tells you the explosiveness he's bringing to that offense. So even if the Bills' defense is a little bit better, um, I'm just going to count on a shootout and for Lamar to win that one.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if I can pick a winner for this one because I think it's just evenly matched. But in my opinion... Lamar Jackson is the more dynamic of the two. He's just more elusive. Josh Allen will just run you over. Um, but Lamar has just got that sideline to sideline speed. So, I mean, but if the Bills end up losing this game, they got the Steelers next week, then they got the Chiefs, and uh then they got the Packers after that. So they'll be alright against the Steelers, that offense. Yeah, I'm not, not worried about that. <laughs> but uh Definitely the Chiefs and the Packers. It's going to be two tough weeks for the Bills. So, Isaiah, you were not here last week. And uh, as the clear leader (laughs) of this show, uh, I made the executive decision with the survivor picks that you would be making two of them this week due to not making a pick last week. You're not going to get off easy for not being here. And uh, let me tell you, you're lucky you're even still in this thing with your pick of the Denver Broncos in week two.
1: Yeah, the uh, Broncos certainly scared me with that one. I thought, well, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to just both weeks, my first two weeks, and I'm done with Survivor for for the year. But they scathed it out there against the Houston Texans. so. With the luck that the Houston Texans have given me, I'm going to go ahead and go the Los Angeles Chargers as one of my survivors. Um, The Texans actually beat the Chargers last year, but I'm counting on Justin Herbert being a little bit better, that defense being hopefully improved here in year two. Uh, Chargers off to a one-two start, so don't know how, how well we've improved. Um... But I'm going to risk it. Go Chargers. (laughs) Uh, And then for my second team, I'm going to have to go with Green Bay Packers. Uh, I just don't trust Mac Jones on the road at this point. Uh, New England's 1-2. Offense hasn't looked great. Defense hasn't been fantastic either. So uh, Bill Belichick's trying to play on expert mode now without his um, quarterback. And now he's... He has Joe Judge and Matt Patricia running his offense, so he's just really seeing how tough he can make it on himself and still win games, and I think he's going past the limit here. We'll take the Packers.
0: All right, and uh, <laughs> I will laugh so hard if the Texans beat the Chargers. I'm sorry. You better, you better personally tell Justin Herbert to not take the shot from the team doctor, otherwise he ain't going to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, this week, of course last week I took the Philadelphia Eagles They took care of business This week I am I'm a gambling man And I, I've seen what's been happening uh, The first three weeks of the year And I will take The Detroit Lions The Detroit uh, Lions They're playing at home uh, Where they have played Well to start the season Uh, They they came back and nearly beat the Eagles in week one. And then they whooped the Commanders in week two. Uh, They're playing the Seahawks, who are probably one of the worst teams in the league in week three. Or week four, sorry. And, uh, yeah, so I'll take the Lions, you know. I got a strike to burn. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, so what? So we'll see what happens there. All right, moving into the pick. Of the week. Chiefs and Bucks, Sunday Night Football on NBC. Isaiah, what are your thoughts about the end result of this one?
1: Uh, I like this one. Um, we get Andy Reid um, and he's, he's knowing going in that we're not really gonna have success running the ball with that I think they'll put together a dynamic passing game. Um can take advantage of some of these secondary defenders and get the ball out quick. Um just to keep the defensive line from getting home too quickly. So I look I look for the Chiefs to really I would take it over on Patrick Mahomes passing attempts. I'll say that. Um And just the Buccaneers' offense hasn't shown me that they can win a game, and I just don't think their defense will get enough stops against this Chiefs. Uh, So I'll take the Chiefs here.
0: Yeah, and uh, this one was a little difficult for me to pick just because of kind of stepping back and examining the Bucs' situation and the Chiefs' situation. But I will take Kansas City by a field goal in this game. Uh, I think Harrison Bucker comes back. Thankfully, thank God, I can't take. If you take us by a field goal, you better be. Yeah, well, it's either that or, or uh, you know, the the goalie for Park Hill High School is going to be out there kicking, you know, <laughs> something. Justin Reed, uh, seriously, uh, s- somebody get out there and make a field goal. Um, but yeah, I just think that Chiefs are going to bounce back here and take this game. Uh, but the Bucks need it too. And Tom Brady is the ultimate competitor, so it would not surprise me if the Bucks somehow win. Um, but I, I would say I'm probably 65% Chiefs, and that's enough for me to say the Chiefs are going to win this game. So now it's time for the final play. Isaiah, take us home. Yeah, final play. I gotta. Talk to
1: the Baltimore Ravens here. Baltimore, you need to pay Lamar Jackson. This man scored five touchdowns this week, scored four touchdowns the week before. Um, This team would be 3-0 if it wasn't for your awful two-minute defense. Um, And leaving just receivers wide open. Um, And thank you to Lamar Jackson. He could get his second MVP this year. You don't need to risk this man going to the Super Bowl and then you have to pay him five times what Joe what you paid Joe Flacco except now you're going to have to give it to this man fully guaranteed. And you've oh, yeah. built your roster around this guy. Extra fullbacks, tight ends, drafting two tight ends this past year even, um, trading away a receiver for a first round pick. Like... Your offense is centered around this guy. You can't just easily transition to a different quarterback. Um, It's built on the quarterback run game. And Lamar Jackson is playing like the MVP again. So...